Welcome back, everyone. The gallery Hi, I'm Robin. Hi, I'm Duncan. Hi, I'm Neil. We are going to be a podcast primarily focusing on everything Pokemon. Welcome back, everyone, to the Gala Region News at 8. This is episode 10, and as usual, we have our hosts, myself, Robin. I, the misprint, Neil. <laughs> and I'm the uh, perfect, perfect PSA 10, Duncan. And that's great, because we've got loads of PSA news this week. They're still really expensive, and everyone's going to go to the new cheap one that's just reopened that... It's probably going to do a really bad job. More importantly, how have you two been this week? Well, I had my level ball tin arrive, only to find that it is quite badly off-center in its design. Chevron shape on the top of the level ball, a little red V-shaped arrow head thing, is not where it should be. It's a little bit too far to the right and a little bit too far up as well. So that is going to look very weird on my shelf every time I look at it. Once you've seen, you can't then unsee. Yeah. I I can sort of not see if I look at the ball from a very specific angle, but I'm always going to know. I'll have to double check mine and see if mine's at a weird angle as well. You never know, mine mine might become valuable for being... Misprinted. A a misprint, yeah. It is Pokemon here. Yeah. Uh, just stick it on eBay. Just put misprint level ball. I don't know, start at 50 quid. Someone will buy it. I had a fairly normal week on lockdown, although the kids went back to school from Monday. Hopefully more time for maybe even Pokemon activity. But uh, oh, we had the community day as well on Sunday. Yes, we did. Uh, as it always seems to with me, it took me about 80 catches to actually get a shiny one. But at least I got one. And my wife caught five Pokemon on the fifth Pokemon got a shiny. So that was my week. I ended on about 10? No, I don't think I've quite got 10 shinies. I probably caught... I ended up with about 500 Fletchinder candies. So what would that be, like 150 catches? Yeah, depending on pineapple berries. I yeah. Mean, I, I think I ended up on maybe 400 candies and ended up with three shiny. I didn't get any no. perfect IVs, that would have been nice, but... No, neither did I. I had some very close, but not quite. You had some exciting news this week, Robin? I did have some exciting news. It turns out that I will be getting cats on Sunday at some point. We're not entirely sure yet. Yeah, I'll I'll be getting two cats, which is a bit of a weird story. We applied for one, and we missed the mark. Apparently they gave it to someone else before we managed to get there, which is fair enough. And then they asked, um, would we be interested in possibly having two cats instead? Which, of course, I said yes, because there's only one thing better than one cat, and that's two cats. What would you have done if they said, could you have three cats? I would have been 
a one-third as happy as I am now on top of how happy I am. So we said yes, and it turns out we will be receiving a two-year-old cat called Pancake and her son, a currently seven-week-old boy named Crepes. But we are probably going to be changing at least Crepes' name because he's still young and doesn't know any better. But yeah, so that was my exciting news. Considering this happened really, really quickly, we got we assumed the phone call that we were going to have. We have it. We had it on like Tuesday, I think, and we assumed it was just going to be, yeah. So this is a bit about the cats, and we want to know a bit about you. But no, they were pretty much like, yeah, here's the cat. When do you want it? If you want, you can pick it up tomorrow. And we were like. We don't have literally anything, and we're still in the process of decorating a room, so there's sharp things all over the floor. So we've sort of panicked a bit to try and sort out the room so it's ready for the cats. Which is why Neil and Duncan currently can't see me, because it is very dark where I am. Because we have no lights. So yeah, good thing it is not a visual medium, this podcast, it's a audio one. Otherwise it would be slightly less interesting this week. The perfect time to catch a Gengar, though. Well, why is it the perfect time to catch a Gengar? I don't know, I just feel like it's, it, it's really weird. I've got, I can see my screen, I can see Neil's lots of light, and then just this really dark one, I say, oh, there should be ghosts. Maybe there is. <laughs> well, we'll uh, get straight into the news then, because we've all had varying levels of exciting weeks from misprints to a growing family <laughs> hopefully they don't murder my hamster that's all i hope as usual we'll be starting off with the pokemon go news because we have some exciting news this week and we have some kind of like techie news that I'm not really sure how it's going to work, but sounds interesting for Pokemon Go. From the sounds of it, Microsoft are implementing some kind of, I want to say VR. It's also apparently going to work with the Harry Potter game, so the other sort of map type game that Ninatic does. And apparently, yeah, like I said, they're working with Microsoft. And it's you're going to be able to see the Pokemon and interact with them in the real world through the camera. To some extent, I don't know how well this is going to work. I don't think it's going to work very well at all, if I'm going to be entirely honest. But it does look fairly interesting. It, it looks to me like the kind of feature that... I'm going to be like, wow, that's quite cool, but then never use because it would take too much battery. So just have it it's like the standard as it is without it. But, you know. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, Pokemon will probably force you to use it like to capture yeah. a legendary at some point and it won't work properly and it will get really frustrating. Yes, that sounds most likely. But yeah, um... Like I said, it it looks interesting. Whether or not it will work, I don't know. Oh, um, 
for anyone interested, how they actually define the game is in an immersive population location based multiplayer VR game. That's catchy. Yeah. And I wonder why I couldn't remember. <laughs> yeah, but at the minute it sounds like it might only be available in certain locations when it's actually brought out officially. So it's not going to be like you can just do it down the road. It's probably going to be at, say, certain poker stops or certain gyms. So it's going to be a actual sort of like more like an event thing that you can actually do there but yeah that should that should be interesting hopefully they can get it to work properly normally when companies are the pioneers of vr and things like that they don't generally work that well most of the time and a bit of more news for Pokemon Go is there are currently two events announced for the coming weeks. We have got the Charge Up event, which is from March 16th to March the 22nd, and it's all about electric type Pokemon. So you'll have Pokemon like Alolan Geodude, Voltorb, Electrike, Stungfish, they'll be appearing more. But the important part is we will be getting more field researches, a timed research event around evolving and powering up electric type Pokemon. And we will also be getting for the first time a new Pokemon, actually two technically, We'll be getting the mega evolved form of Minetric, probably being revealed in raids. And we will also be getting like a little electric eel Pokemon, Tynol, if I'm saying that right. Tynamo. Tynamo, yes. Why are Pokemon names so hard to say sometimes? Yeah, so, and the other event is it is going to be an incense stay for Beldum on Sunday the 14th of March so between 11 and 5 p.m. using incense and more Beldum will appear. They're doing the whole thing where you get bonus Pokemon spawn for Psychic and Steel types every different hour in between that but yeah the important one is obviously Beldum if you evolve it during that time it will get the uh, Meteor Mash move which is one of Metagross's best move in the game. So, if you're about on the Sunday, maybe use an incense, get some Beldums, get a really powerful one. It's, it's a really good Pokemon to have. And they'll probably do a bundle in the shop, which means you will get some cheap incense or something like that. So, I will probably... Actually, no, I probably won't be taking part in it because I'll be too busy frolicking with my cats on Sunday. You could do... I suppose if it's just incense, you can do that from home and still get... Yeah, true. Maybe my cats will be super into playing Pokemon Go and I can get them to play with me. Yeah, good luck. My dog is... I know. My dog is definitely not super into Pokemon Go, but she does enjoy the longer walks when I play, so I would say she tolerates Pokemon Go. For the longest time, I thought she was on my team when we were racing to level 40. But it turns out she was secretly on yours all along. She was. She does have a tendency to be a bit 
tendency to stop me from getting any good throws though, because I'll just be trying to get a nice throw or get a great throw, an excellent throw, and then she'll like pull off to chase a bird or squirrel or something. So she's she's got to be partly on your team, I think. The last bit of Pokemon Go news, which will lead nicely into our next section, is that Pokemon Go and the Pokemon TCG are apparently collaborating to release some cards, which I believe at this current moment in time there's only one card announced, which is the... That's the Professor Willow card. Do we know yet what actually, like... Because obviously I'm assuming it'll be a trainer, full art, support card. It's not been revealed as being a part of a set. It's been revealed as being available to available to get at certain retailers. So it might be... It uh, sounds like it might be a promo. Yeah. I'm unsure at the minute whether it'll be a unique card or whether it'll be another version of the Professor's Research card. Because it could be Professor's Research with Professor Willow on it instead of Magnolia or Oak or whoever. Yeah, that would make sense, I guess. Hopefully it'd be nice if they maybe did a few different, like, Pokemon Go-themed ones and maybe had, like, a nice little set of some description, but I can't really think of much of what they would put on it. Really, that would be unique to Pokemon Go. I suppose they could have the three Pokemon... Grunt leaders, they don't have them in the games at all. Not that I can think of. I suppose you could have Stop as a stadium card. Yeah, stuff like that. Because there's no unique Pokemon. I suppose... No, because all the items are similar as well. Mm. Other than maybe the star, is, this, is there a Stardust diamond yeah, in? So- Stardust and star pieces have been in the games for quite some time, but they're, they're nothing but do anything in the games, you just sell them for money. Mm. Yeah, at the minute they've just got the one card announced. Hopefully they'll bring out a few more. I'm, I'm actually looking forward. I plan on trying to get it. Hopefully... Yeah, it's only the first of Niantic's collaborations with the TCG. Hopefully that means that it will will be some. There'll be more than just that. There'll be a, like you say, a small set, or it will be a part of the set. That would be quite nice to collect, especially if it is a smaller set, or just a few promos. Mm. Whether or not that actually be usable in the game will be a different story, but yeah, pro- probably not. No, if it isn't a VMAX with 350 HP that does 250 damage for one energy, then it's not really going to see much use. Oh yeah, true. I mean, why would you use anything else? No. All of the Pokemon Go news, but not all of the TCG news. There was actually a little bit of uh, information about the next... Well, not not the next set... Well, yeah, no, so yeah, it is, because we've had Shining Fates, we've had Battle Styles. Well, Battle Styles Battle comes out. out no, it's not out yet, sorry, it's out next week, uh, I believe. I'm sure when the exact release date for Battle Styles was. I don't know, but I'm pretty sure it's next week. I could look it up quickly. The next set is, uh, well, the name and, like, the logo has been revealed, the summer set, and it is Chilling Region. Rain. Chilling Rain. 
I am able to read properly. <laughs> it's spelled, at least like it's not spelled like rain as in pouring rain, but at least it is spelled differently, so I, I could un we'll let you off that Robin. <laughs> it's it is nice that you're letting me off. Uh, That's why I, it's the only reason I'd kept around, I know it. <laughs> yeah, if uh, if you could have read that then there'd have been no point in the argument, so the yeah, so Battle Stars is released on the fourteenth of March, so the end of this week. Te technically, it's already been released. You, some people have already been able to buy the um, pre-release battle packs or whatever. The things that you never get over here, which sucks a lot, because there's normally some pretty cool cards in them. I'm assuming. This is probably the set that we talked about maybe a few episodes ago. That, like the Japanese set. What was the Japanese set called? Shining Lance and something like that, like White Lance and Shadow Spirit or something like that. I would imagine that our set is going to primarily be consisting of cards from that set. And yes, it'll be. A combination of the White Lance and Shadow Spirit, as well as Matchless Fighters, which is the set that's just about to come out in Japan now. That's like Japan's set that comes out like next week. Chilling Rain for us will have the Shadow Rider and Ice Rider Kalerix VMAX cards, as well as some more of the Rapid Strike style and Single Strike style cards from Battle Styles, so that mechanic will be lasting longer than one set, which doesn't mean it'll be around forever since we've seen ancient traits and great cards just come and go very quickly. I think the dual type cards only lasted for Steam Siege, so the Battle Styles mechanic will have outlived them. Considering we still don't. Well, we still really haven't seen anything about it. For all we know, it might revolutionise the... This might be what you're waiting for, Neil, that revolutionises the uh, TCG and changes everything. It'll make Vs obsolete with the uh, Octillery Rapid Style, or whatever the card is. That'll, that'll be the new meta. As opposed to these giant V cards with tons of health and tons of damage it'll be being able to do whatever we're gonna evolve everything we're gonna put energies on it you know there'll be none of this trying to win on turn one it'll be you know turn 10 at the minimum ah uh, yeah I, I don't think that's ever chains of power creep yeah I don't I don't think that'll ever happen the only way that'll happen is if they just increase the prize cards you can win to be fair, the way the TCG is going, I wouldn't honestly be surprised if that was something they implemented. With more and more cards giving you more and more prize cards when they get knocked out, it wouldn't surprise me if they maybe started adding more to the prize card pool. I'll have to uh, ask Post about it. He might know. For some reason, the TCG seems to be with this weird obsession that you must win a game and end the game as soon as possible. Like, that 
surely taking away from any fun aspect of the game has to be over as quickly as possible. Uh, yeah, I get what you're saying. It's depends how hyper competitive. I get I get what you mean when it comes to casual playing. Like it is it is a bit boring playing it where it's like, oh, I either drew the hand which allows me to win, or I didn't, and then the other person has, so they win. But yeah, the maybe they should implement some kind of tournament that's like casual tournament where all of like the meta cards are cancelled force people to actually buy some other cards for a change force people to be creative with their decks instead of seeing 10 variants of you know there's only like four decks that'll ever get used and that is pretty much all the news we have this week that I can think of, unless I'm forgetting something obvious. Oh no, the only thing I'm forgetting is um, more Pokemon Go news. They're starting to allow lower levels now to potentially make Pokestops. They kind of announced that a long time ago, but if for a long time it was capped at the higher levels, but now they're starting to allow some of the lower levels to do it. So if you want to maybe make a tree outside your house a Pokestop, if you can justify it, they'll probably let you do it. You can just be like, this is the residence of uh, pancakes and whatever you call you, the younger cat. And that's obviously a significant thing, so you've got to have a Pokemon stuff there. Maybe even a gym. Maybe even a gym. Two gyms, one per cat. <laughs> yeah, that's a bit crazy. You can have a gym for Polydog. Say again? You need one for Polydog, man. We do. I, I would definitely be up for that. We could have our own first mobile gym. It follows them around. <laughs> that is the news for this week. Surprisingly, the week after Pokemon does its big announcement, there's no news. Who would have thought? I mean, there's been a, a bit more released on the games, I guess. But nothing really concrete. More theories and just... A, a little bit more trailers but yeah nothing too exciting so we will move right into the episode review this week and hopefully we all watched the right episode i did double check i'm pretty sure i did but i don't remember what number we're on is it was it episode eight this week yes yeah this is uh, so we'll start obviously as we normally do with the Indigo League, and Ash visits Ash, Ash visiting. Oh, I can't remember what it was now. An unsanctioned gym, because yeah, just some guy set up a tent and decided to have battles there and called it a gym. I mean, to be fair, why don't more people just do that? Just like someone could just set it up and be like, in the middle of a forest and be like, "This is a gym. Here, here's your badge." It'd be so annoyed if you got all the way to the Pokemon League and you only had seven badges and just this random badge that some guy gave you. That would be you know, an official one for its work for the week. Although, uh, we do see, I'm pretty sure later in the series, there are more gyms, aren't there? Because Gary has... Is Gary it... has ten badges. Yeah. In fact, he was going for his eleventh. So... When you find that out. 
Yeah, there's clearly more gyms in Kanto. The secrets hidden away. If someone could potentially... Every series has random characters that have gym badges that aren't from the games. So some like weird implication that there might actually be in every region as many gyms as there are types. That would make sense, really, when you think about it. Why would they pick certain types over others? Because didn't they also, in, is it black and white? Two, they also confirm that every gym is technically level, it's scaled to how many badges you have. Yeah, um, the first gym leader mentions that they probably would have beat you in battle if they used their own Pokemon and not the gyms, not the ones in the gym gave you. Yeah. Because obviously it would be a bit odd to have. Obviously, the reason the gyms are designed like that in the games is because. If you went into Brock's gym with your level 12 Charmander and he had a, go a Golem, an Onyx, Golbat, and they were all like level 65, you probably wouldn't beat him. No, it, no you wouldn't. I mean, not unless you set the spike does off. Well, yeah, true, you could do that. But then you wouldn't even beat him, you'd just get it through match abandon, so... You'd still get that out of it, so hey... Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's the important thing, as long as you get the badge. But but anyway, cycling back to the episode from this tangent. So yes, Ash encounters this supposed gym leader. He's, he's not really a gym leader, he's, he's actually... He's trying to win 100 straight matches without losing. And once he's done that, he will travel the land getting his own badges. Spoilers, I'm pretty sure we never see this character again, even though Ash was like, no, we'll, 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 we'll meet again someday, bye, and then just completely forgets about him. And then, so Ash faces him, and he pulls out a Sanshru, which is, if I remember correctly, isn't Sanshru ground typing? Yes. And he put an Ash pulls out a Pidgeotto, which gets destroyed in one hit. Which they make very clear in the game that because it's flying, it should have the advantage over him. I would do if the Sandshrew were using ground type attacks. Well, yeah. I mean, to be fair, I don't. I was going to ask this. He uses Fissure Strike. That's not a move. Yeah. I think it's just meant to be Fissure. I think that's just a 4 kids thing being a little bit weird. Yeah. But the Sentry... That's, that's quite a bit further in the episode. Yes, well... Uh, the Sentry pretty easily beats his Pidgeotto, then pretty easily beats the Butterfree afterwards, and Pikachu refuses to fight it. Although from the look of it, in all fairness to the weirdness of early anime day, you could argue that the Sentry was using Rollout, which is a rock-type attack which is super effective against flying and bugs. I mean, yeah, Reggie, you could... Yeah, I, I could see that being a case made. Was Rollout a move in Gen 1? I don't think it was. I don't remember. I can't think of a single Gen 1 Pokemon using it. I think the first time you see it is in Gen 2. Well, the Pokemon anime's already had Hollow in it, so it's not exactly a 
Yeah, true. It's not exactly a like for like in the original Gen 1, so... There's a, there's a loophole there to try and excuse their weirdness this time. But only this time. So, Ash gets pretty soundly defeated. Despite the fact that he's already won 10 matches himself. And uh, they go, essentially they find out how... I'm completely blanking on the guy's name. What was the guy's name? AJ. AJ. Clearly a very memorable name. It's only got two letters. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they go into AJ's big tent that he set up. And they find out that the way he's training his Pokemon is goes against everything Pokemon ever stands for ever. In the fact that he's pushing them to their very limits and he's essentially borderline torturing them as opposed to just being their friends. He's forcing a Butterfree and a Beedrill to do aerial combat against each other while wearing harnesses and Rattatas are... like a butterfly and sting like a bee. Yes, and Rattatas are running around in these harnesses and he's using his Sentru in a swimming pool which weakens it apparently. But not this Sentru, he's the only Sentru in the world that isn't weak to water. And Brock becomes yeah. friends with him because apparently he has a strict diet that he feeds them all and feeds them all individual food. And eventually, while Ash is... You know what, I really didn't like Ash in this episode. I thought he was really annoying. Yeah. Like he is... <laughs> I looked at it as like he's looking down his nose at them. That's why it's getting bigger. Like he's yeah, superior. Like... He thinks he's superior. So, but yeah, it might be a weird cultural thing that we're kind of we don't understand over here. But yeah, like rice balls. That'll happen in a future episode. Yeah. Don't they call them donuts? Yeah. Spoilers, Neil. You're spoiling all the best bits. But anyway, Ash tries to ask if any of the Pokemon want to come with him. They all very flippantly turn him down, as if he doesn't exist. And eventually, Team Rocket break in, and they... Might let you know they don't break in, they, sneak, they sneakily stealth in, and they steal the Sentry away from AJ, because they've somehow mistaked it for Pikachu. Oh yeah, true, they were trying to determine if they should have a new theme song, weren't they? Yes, and how AJ's outfit looked like it was from a century ago. I mean, it was. Two centuries ago now. Yes, and then when Meowth was prattling out about the new theme song, Jesse had the wonderful line of choreography killed the cat. Yeah. After that, Team Rocket managed to steal the Sentry, oh, while Ash and AJ are bickering again, and I think they fall into the pool for the second time. Getting great use out of this pool. They are. It's almost as if they wanted to recycle the animation. Yeah, probably. 
Eventually, the sanctuary breaks out of the bag that they steal it in, and he manages to dig his way out, dig his way home. But Meowth is caught on his tail, and he drags Meowth along with him. And it starts with AJ and the sanctuary being reunited, and Team Rocket coming to save Meowth. And it ends in a final battle for AJ, his 99th battle, where his 100th battle against Team Rocket, and he pretty much soundly destroys them with just the Sandshrew, and he gets his 100th victory, and Team Rocket go blasting off again when the Sandshrew literally splits the world in half. True. Isn't it one hit KO if they're slower than you and has like a 70% chance or something? It, it was weird back then how it worked. It's just a flat out 30% accuracy these days, I think. Pokemon making things simpler for us. And then, yeah, as we alluded to earlier in the episode, AJ wins and he goes on his journey to find all the badges and Ash says goodbye to him and he's like, oh, I finally learned something today. Maybe I should start torturing my Pokemon and they will become stronger. That is the moral of this episode, children. Torture your Pokemon. It'll make them stronger. Maybe it was to um, appeal to the. Oh, oh yes, definitely. This is. I mean, Missy mentions earlier that um, they're going to Vermilion, and there's, there'll be a big ship, which will be the SS Anne. And I always remember that episode quite fondly. I'm quite enjoy- I'm quite looking forward to that one. This one I did not enjoy so much. But before we go into no, that, firmly entrenched in in fillerness. Mm. But before we go into that, we'll do a quick rundown of the Pokemon Journeys episode this week. And this week was Ash and Go are catching some tentacle for some reason, and Go manages to catch one. Surprisingly enough. Not the one he wanted, though. The one he wanted moved at the last minute and he accidentally caught a different one. And they are both interrupted by a plip-up that just appears out of nowhere, looking very tired and skinny and very weird-looking. So they end up taking it back to the lab and feeding it. And it's scoffing down food. And one of the... Research assistants who may or may who may or may not have been given a name yet, I don't know. Brings up that they found the person that the pip up belongs to, and it's someone from the Sinnoh region, and it's managed to swim all the way from the Sinnoh region to them. So of course, with Ash and Go being upright and moral citizens, they decide to return the Pokemon. I would have just kept it if I was being perfectly honest. That's a rare Pokemon. You ain't gonna catch one of them in the wild. Well, 
no wonder you watched episodes like the original one where the morals are very dubious. So that obviously explains that your your behaviour now, whereas they're trying to bring the next generation to you, like, yeah, you will return that Pokemon to its rightful owner. Yeah. I think my generation was better. Anyway. <laughs> so. I'm as rich as you, Robert, but. So yes, Ash and Go return the Piplop to a person whose name I also can't remember. What was the girl's... Lauren or something? Yeah, we'll call her Lauren. It was probably Lauren. Uh, yes, so they return the Piplop to Lauren, and it turns out that the reason she loves Piplop is because Piplop loves her, because she keeps dropping her glasses into water... Then he keeps fetching it for her. But as of late, he has gotten very upset because he his 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 spot, his girlfriend if you want, or whatever, his love interest is being moved in on by a Krogunk. Because that and apparently I don't know what the stats are, but apparently Krogunk is just Better than Piplop in every single way. I think Krogunk has higher stats than a Piplop, but a Krogunk really shouldn't be able to swim like that. It's a poison Viking type. Hmm. It's also based on a frog, and if I'm correct, frogs aren't particularly fast swimmers. Well, mm. penguins are, I think. Yeah, some penguins are quite fast. But yeah, so that's why the Piplup ran away, because he feels that he's having his spot taken from him. And to settle it, they decide to take part in the Iceberg Race Challenge. Where it's uh, a little challenge where Pokemon swim around an iceberg and come back. Pretty much just a swimming contest. I don't know why it's called an Iceberg Challenge, but other than the fact... They're swimming around a bunch of icebergs, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, so the race sets off, and it starts with Krogunk and Piplup pretty neck and neck. They're slightly losing to an Empoleon, which realistically they should be. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. What was Pikachu doing in the race? I think yeah, he... that was a weird decision. I mean, <laughs> Ash has to do something episode. He hasn't really done anything so far. He didn't catch a tentacle. Oh, Go also caught a Manturn, which he used in the race. Just Yeah, that meant like ended up carrying Pikachu on its back, which is just cheating, really. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why Pikachu just didn't start electrocuting everyone else. It would have been an easy way to win. Things like Ash has several water types. No. <laughs> he could have just got one. Not that he hasn't caught in this season, you know. Hasn't caught anything in this season yet. No, he hasn't, has he? No. He's, he's just had Pikachu and he borrowed Mr. Mine. Yeah, I'm sure he'll catch something at some point. Maybe. Or I'll borrow something off Go. Either, either way, going back to the story, it uh, turns out that as they're just going around the iceberg, the Krogunk and the Piplup manage to take over the Empoleon and they're going head-to-head -head and just before... They reach the finish line, Team Rocket burst out in their uh, 
little magic harp submarine which I was so glad to see return. Yes, it's been a while. And they are going to, again, despite the fact that there's some pretty decent Pokemon there, they want to steal Pikachu. I mean, to be fair, Pikachu has defeated numerous legendaries at this point, so it probably is pretty powerful. I'm assuming it's the Let's Go Pikachu, definitely. Yeah. So yeah, they burst out and they use the... I can't remember what they called it again. Was it an ice grab machine or something? Oh, the little... Yeah, the little capsule point thing. I don't think they've given it a name. Have they not? I might have misheard no. that. But I did like the fact that they had to use Meowth's coin to activate it. I did think that was a bit... No, that was quite funny. But anyway, they uh, they used that and they managed to get a Bertic and a Machamp. Probably not the best Pokemon for that situation, as neither of them are really good swimmers. But Bertic is. Is he a good? Is he a good swimmer? Bertic can not surf. Oh. I guess he is then. Um, I am mistaken. All bears can swim. You know what they're also good at? Murdering penguins. <laughs> but they didn't manage to do that in this episode. So yes, you've got uh, Ash and Go on a ship nearby and the bear tick start, starts thrashing into the ship. And oh no, they knock over Lauren. Can we decide her name was Lauren? <laughs> it might be Lauren, but it, you know, it might not be, but she is Lauren now. Yes, they knock over Lauren and she's dangling over the edge and she's She's screaming out for help, and... They're not going to help her. Nah. She's a filler character, she's not that important. She won't even exist after this episode. Piplop and Krogunk finally put their differences aside in an attempt to save her by knocking off a life raft, which she falls into safely, and they both have her glasses, because again, she's dropped her glasses. They make a very... Maybe they just really like the glasses. <laughs> They're using it for our glasses. Yes, yeah, so they managed to beat Team Rocket, and it turns out that the race is called off, surprisingly, when a terrorist organization invades an event. They probably would generally cancel it, I imagine. And all is right yeah. with the Piplup and Krogunk again. Ash and Go head back to the lab, but right at the very end, she drops her glasses again, because of course she does, and this time a Psyduck saves it, and it appears that the cycle's going to start all over again. Doria's wear glasses that fit. Yeah, you know like that little rope you can get around your glasses, just buy her one of those, so if they fall off then they don't go to the floor. I mean, you say that, but she's got herself a pit plump. A Krogunk, and she's about to get a Psyduck. All that apparently are extremely fast. Maybe don't. Maybe that's where people are going wrong. They should be throwing their glasses into rivers. That's how you catch Pokemon. So if we've learned anything today from this podcast, it's throw glasses into river. Well, then when you get the Pokemon, make sure you torture them mercilessly. And you'll have an unbeatable team. Yes, yeah, so as you said earlier, Neil, we are definitely in filler territory now, I feel, for both series. Yes, yeah, so this is the first time that we've seen 
I'm going to go with, I'm going to play my cards early. I'm going to go with Journeys this episode. Just because I like the idea, and it kind of links in with last week's episode, that there's it's a bigger world, and there's more events, and there's not just people training to be the champion. There are other silly little events like this. So you've got people who are training Pokemon to swim really fast. And I feel like it, to me, that fleshes out the world a bit more. So I'm going to counter you by voting for Indigo this week. Because, honestly, I felt that the Journeys episode was just a bit too hollow. Like, it was too fillery. There was just nothing happened, really, for me. And I just I just can't say no to all that sassy Team Rocket dialogue from the Indigo episode. <laughs> that means you have the deciding vote, Duncan. I do. And I am going on the side of Journeys. Because oh. I didn't think either episode was particularly brilliant. But I just had too many issues with the Indigo one. And the Journeys one was just a little bit more fun. And like you said, I liked how it's not just Pokemon battles, there's different things. That kind of adds a whole new element to it, which obviously you don't really get in Pokemon Go or the games and things. I thought that was quite nice. So, yeah. Journeys is it's catching up. Yeah. Now that it's filler v filler, Journeys might actually stand a chance. Maybe if Ash stops being a massive jerk as well, that might help. Yeah, that, that was probably the big thing that put me off. Is I, if anything, hopefully, in this episode, kind of, it didn't have a good moral, but maybe it made his head go a little bit smaller because he lost, which is good. Oh no, Ash is oh. pretty insufferable for most of the series. <laughs> I feel like he's probably very insufferable all the way up until his last fight in the Pokemon Championships. Which, if anyone somehow hasn't watched the series yet, I will not spoil, but... Yes, it actually has a quite a surprising ending. Come back to in a year's time when we review that episode. Probably. It is like 50 episodes away, so yeah, probably will be. So yeah, that was this week's review. Journeys takes a, another win, slowly catching up. 5-3 now. 5-3. That makes sense. We've done eight episodes, yes. I should really so, be keeping a tally of this. And then also you'd remember which is the next episode to watch. Yeah. I got it right this week. <laughs> you did. You did. I'm, I'm, I'm seven and eight. That's not too bad. I'm almost as good as Ash. Ash is ten and one. I wonder in the, I wonder if in those ten victories he includes the two gym battles which he didn't technically win. Knowing Ash he probably did, so really he's only eight. He's only won eight. And he probably also includes the fight with the samurai, which he also technically ended in a draw. And all three parts Team Rocket. Yeah. I was about to say, Team Rockets, other than that one person who appeared for a very short period of time at the start of the episode, 
He's only actually beat Team Rocket so far. So yeah, I don't know if that speaks uh, how bad Team Rocket are or just how good Ash is. Anyway guys, that'll be all the news and all this lovely Pokemon content this week. Hopefully we'll have a bit more news for you next week, but join us again. We will be re obviously reviewing the episode. Episode 9, probably. You never know. Might spice it up a bit and like watch episode 12. <laughs> As always, I have been Robin. I've been Neil. I've been Duncan. That was very boring. <laughs> Alright, Duncan. Just come in for the podcast like that. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not, I'll goodbye. We normally have something, something more interesting. I like trying to something interesting. Neil said. But Neil didn't say anything exciting, so... No, it's a toy off. Uh, and I couldn't come up with anything, so I was just waiting to see what you said. So. Well, I definitely know what the sound clip for the trailer for this podcast is going to be. It's just going to be going to be like, oh, that was very boring. <laughs> All right, everyone. Join us next week for another... Uh, I promise you, the intro next week will be so exciting that... <laughs> It will be the highlight of everything Pokemon this year. Now you've built it up way too much. No, I'm um, hundred percent promise it that everyone it'll be it'll be better than the um, twenty-five year celebration. Definitely, I'll uh, <sighs> come up with something. I'll spend all week. Me and the cats will workshop it. It'll be all right. Are you gonna get the singer introduction? Well, I didn't want to ruin it, but it's actually the collaboration that Katy Perry's doing with Pokemon. It's the intro for next week's podcast. Ah, very good. No false advertising here at all. No, never. <laughs> this goodbye has been much more interesting than it was. Well, it's because... I take back my statement. It's uh... boring. Very good. Alright, because it's been rambly in about ten minutes long. Yeah what we're all about. I mean, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Alright, everyone. That's been us for this week. We'll see you next week. Bye. 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 Thank you, everyone, for listening. And if you'd like any more content out there, you can always search for myself at Robin underscore collects on YouTube and TikTok. The same goes for Duncan. You can find him on TikTok at Yadoing. That's been it for everyone at the Gala Region News at 8. Good luck hunting, everyone. And remember, stay safe. <laughs>